Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk Gardening. And it is uh, definitely gardening weather out there. <laughs> Cinco de Mayo. Hey, everyone's out in the patio sucking back margaritas and cervezas, all that fun stuff today. It's so warm out there. <laughs> Anyways, it is a little bit chilly. And unfortunately, it uh, it is what it is, and it's still early. And the way I kind of look at it is, um, this is fine right now. First week in May, we're getting a little bit of this. This sort of puts us into reality. We had a little bit nice stuff earlier on, and I think this this is uh, just a bit of reality check. And really, we we're not supposed to really plant out until mid April or mid May or they say the long weekend in May. So we're still a bit early. I know I held off bringing in. I know I have had people coming in the store the last two weeks. Where's where's all the trees? We definitely wintered some over, and they're fine because they're they're just coming to life in the pots that we had in our tree lot, and they, they were all wintered, and it's amazing how they're all coming up. They look great. Um, but it's it's definitely one of those things if you're bringing, if I had brought them in and they are growing in our nurseries out of BC or wherever else, They'd be further along, and then they'd have to try to adapt to this. It makes it really, really tough. I've seen some of the box stores and some of the stuff that had all their, their full garden center lined up outside uh, like two weeks ago. And just, I can imagine, I know I talked to another garden center guy, and he said he, he went by one of them, and all the leaves were all just black and frozen off. So anyways, it's still a bit early. So this is a time where lots of time, perfect time to prep your beds, um, rejuvenate. I know I did a bunch of that yesterday in my yard. I had pruning. I got my first pruning wound on my finger, ran the saw across my knuckles. So I always loved that. So I had blood all over the place, which is awesome. And, but that's my annual event. Get out to, oh yeah, my finger's in the way and, and uh, got to pay attention. So doing a bit of that, cleaning up and, uh, and did some rejuvenating of the beds, added some mulch and stuff like that. So lots of things going on that uh, can be done and and we're totally ready at the garden center. I got trucks and all our product lined up this week. We're going to get it nice and full starting Wednesday. We've had pansies and snapdragons and, and stuff like that. All the hardy stuff that you could have put outside. And we have our pot out front. That's my the annual tradition. It gets planted around April 1st. It's still going good, but it, it definitely got set back a little bit. But it's still totally fine. And uh, But anyways... That sort of, there's a couple plants you can put out right now, and that's really about it, is the pansy snaps. Some of the petunias are pretty tough. They can take it. But when you get into anything else, if you try putting begonias or, or spireas or shrubs and perennials and stuff, it just it just sets them back so far. So it's just it's not worth the effort. It's better off. Spend your time getting your soil to life, adding some amendments, because with this little bit of moisture, if you sprinkle in that groundskeeper's pride over top, um, perfect time to apply the green it up lawn fertilizer to your grass and it'll get nice watered in nicely. Things like that are perfect right now. And then just get your planning ready and uh, and get ready to, to get out and do some gardening because we, uh, we are close. It's coming. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. You can call me at 403-974-8255 or one 800 5637770 and uh, again reminder it is May 5th Cinco de Mayo all that fun stuff <laughs> Brian's laughing he's the producer <laughs> yeah, sure it is Merle yeah we all believe you look at it it's May 5th out there or is it January 5th anyways I'm gonna go to Sheldon
he's purchased an apple tree. Let's see, let's see what's going on. Good morning, Sheldon. Good morning. Hey, how can I help you? Uh, you ever hear of a northern red treasure uh, apple tree? A northern red treasure? Yeah. Um, not really, but a lot of times they get named. Um, I'm just going to just Google it in here really quick and see if it comes up. Northern Red Treasure. I took my book. Here, okay. <laughs> there you go. Northern Arrow. Northern Arrow. Mm. Treasure Red. And Treasure, it, Northern Arrow. Treasure Red. Developed at the University of Saskatchewan. Uh, apple tree. Well, let me just see. I haven't heard it. Um, Red Treasure. Huh. No, I haven't. And it's actually, there's one Treasured Red. Uh, no, northern area, treasured red. It comes up as a seed. That's weird, through TNT seeds. Uh, they must be just selling it. Huh, no, how is it? Do you just bought it or? Well, it says no, it's zone I, two. I, I just, I got, this is a 2014 garden book I have, and, I, and I, we keep them. So I just, gardening time, I read them. Yep. And I found this in here. And and it says it gr- it grows straight up. Oh yeah, it's an it's a columnar one. Actually, yeah, it looks good. It looks like zone two. It's just it's just a matter if they've been produced into anybody's production. Um, sometimes, and unfortunately, some of these things come on to the market, and there's so limited quantity because they have to go into production, and then they put them into trials for four to five years. Yeah, and and then once they're proven. They they come back and then they put them into production and then produce them for the rest of us garden centers to make sure that they they've gone all through all the the certification and all that. But this one does look good. It looks like it's zone two, according to what it says, and uh, it, it'll be one. I'll I'll see if I can get it. It looks good. Yeah. yeah well, yeah. I guess we'll just uh, if you can get it, I'd really like one. But uh, we'll keep in touch with the store and absolutely. See you- and I'll I'll mention it because actually this is a good one. It does look pretty good, and I know um, it is hard. Um, like I said, it depends on if they've released it. Some of these things are they've been called patio pota- uh, apple trees and patio fruit. And they haven't been once they put them into the ground to winter them. They just they haven't had the greatest success. So I will look into this one for you though, Sheldon, and I'll see what I can come up with. Sounds great. Awesome. Thanks, Sheldon. Okay, Appreciate thanks. it. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, I always love that one. Hey, there's all kinds of things out there, and and in some of the garden books, and we see those things. It is uh, that is one. If we could get it going, would be good. I know we have the. Um, the the spire apples, the more of the crab apples that were growing similar, but this is an actual apple tree, so it'll be interested to see if I can find that and uh, and get it going. But right now, I'm going to go to the phone lines. We got a few people on already, which is nice. Everyone's up early, up and at them. I guess we can't get outside quite yet. And we're going to go to Judy. Good morning, Judy. I'm standing outside over top of my uh, Bartzella <laughs> peony. Yeah. Wanting to ask, I had called a month or so ago and and talked about the singing in the rain with my 82 blooms from last year. This Bartzell has been in the ground at least 10 to 12 years. Could be a year or two more, I'm not sure. Every year, well, it took two or three years for it to send out its first little bloom. When it did, it was huge, I bet you five, six inches across, but it only stayed for three or four days. 
Every year after that, I've got an extra bloom, an extra bloom. Last year, <laughs> I think I had three or four all at once. Yeah. It's still only 15 inches high. And within three days, all the blooms, it's like they explode. Yeah. Do you have any idea why it does that? It's pretty typical, and those are the itopenies. Uh-huh. And um, they They're tend so to... so heavy. Yeah. So what I would do is even put a peony ring around it now or a tomato ring, depends how big it is, and then that way let it grow into the ring, and then when it does start blooming, it has support. Okay. Do you think that'll help? Absolutely. That, why that... also... Now, I live in the base of the Cypress Hills on the Maple Creek side. Yeah. Um, I also have, like, I'm looking at four or five stalks. We had a bad winter. Um, they all get woody and die. Is that natural, too? It, it is. Like, a lot of, and that's where you just need to remove the dead wood every so often. Yeah. And then that'll rejuvenate, and this it'll send out more and more new growth. But they never get any bigger than 12 or 14 inches. Is that normal? Um, Do I, is it is it? Entirely possible that it's buried too deep. Um, that that is something you could check down. Like if you dig down and you start seeing the the thick um, stems down deep, then definitely like that could be affecting it. But sometimes they just and and depends on if they get watered in really well in the fall as well. That really oh, helps they're with well one. watered. Okay, because I know yep. you're a little bit drier area as well. Well, I have a creek running right 50 feet from my yard, oh, nice. sometimes through the basement. <laughs> and, That's no um, good. Sorry. Yeah, I, I water good. Okay. It, it, but what's important is fall watering, like in the late fall, mm-hmm. like just before freeze up for a lot of those ones. Because yeah. what it does is just, it keeps the ground frozen, like compared to like northern Alberta, where they get like Edmonton, this, it stays more frozen. And that's why they can grow cedars and things that a lot better than Calgary can. Because mm-hmm. it just stays frozen. What, what kills things is our Chinooks. The things we like is actually what's hard on our plants. It's not mm-hmm. really the cold. So. Well, we'll try it again another year, but I might dig down and see what. Yeah, it might be down a bit. So, and then just fertilize too, like with a fifteen thirty fifteen. Yep. And uh, and hopefully with your ito, I know they take a couple years before they really get going. Oh, but this has been in for ten or twelve. Yeah, you were saying, yeah. So So it just never got any better. Yep. And it's got lots of sun. Oh yeah. Okay. What I would do again, just feed like use the fifteen thirty fifteen, and put the t- the peony ring around it, and mm-hmm. that'll definitely help. But start fertilizing like right now okay. is is the perfect time because now it's it's filling up, sending it out, and it's perfect time to start. Well, as soon when the four foot snowbanks in my yard <laughs> completely disappear, but it, the last two or three days we've uh-huh. been good. Yep. <laughs> Alrighty, thanks. I will try some of those suggestions. All right. Good luck. Yep. Bye. 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 Yeah, it is. It is tough, and we, um, and with our really dry falls that we've had, like last year again, it was it was it was really nice all the way through. We need to do that fall watering and put the stuff to bed, and that way it stays frozen. Because when we finally got snow there after Christmas last year, and or this year, I guess this early early winter. It uh, it just the ground's already frozen and the moisture can't really get down into it. But there's not a lot of moisture down deep for the trees and shrubs, so then they just desiccate. And that's what happened this year with a lot of the spruce trees; they just freeze dried on there. So, unfortunately, that's what happens. And right now, I'm going to go to Shirley, and she has a cedar. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. Um, we have a, a conical cedar. Okay. And the elk have gotten into the yard over the winter. Yeah. And they've just 
decimated it. It split and cracked almost down to within 10 inches of the ground. Yeah. We've pruned off everything that is really damaged. How Can we take that right down to the, the good wood? Yeah, you can try that and see if it, it'll send out. Unfortunately, though, it's probably... Um, there's probably a lot of thick wood down below. They're not really one to be known to rejuvenate that way. But uh, wh- why not give it a try? Like take it down to the f- six eight inches to, till it's not broken, and then just see if it it'll go from the bottom again. Yeah, because it's not going to be a nice shape now anyway. No, no, and the, and you see that the elk get in there, man. They can they can clear a forest pretty quick and. Uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, like they love that kind, especially cedars. Well, you see <laughs> nice that, to see. yeah, you start seeing, and we're seeing more of that even in Calgary around here, and and things where you you'll see the cedars are, uh, they almost look like they've been topiared, like they all the bottom half of the trees been chewed off from the deer and all that, so they just eat all the soft, nice yeah. green foliage and things like that. So there were five of them in the yard this morning, and. It was fun to watch. Are you how are you close to just on the south side of Calgary or? No, we're in Canmore. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. You're not allowed to. Are you guys allowed to plant apple trees anymore in that? Or I know they were talking about banning apple trees and that in Banff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't have it both ways. No, no, it's gorgeous. It's nice having them, but yeah, you yeah you have to figure out a way to to work together. That's right. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye bye. All right, I'm going to take a break, and when we get back, we're going to chat with Cass Smythe from the Kyrie Hort Society, and she's going to fill us in what's going on down at the Garden Show. And uh, you're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Sleigh bells ring. <laughs> it is the Christmas show once again. We're doing a little flashback. <laughs> Let's Talk Gardening is brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center. Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. We even have some snow shovels available if you need them. Let's hope not too badly. And uh, let's go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Cass Mythe, the guru. Hey, Kath, how are you? Um, snow. <laughs> it's pretty nice, <laughs> That's eh? all I can say. <laughs> Isn't it nice? It's beautiful, though. It's moisture. Yeah, it is. It's But it's it was cold, though. Like oh, it's, it was a bitter wind yesterday, and it's bitter again today. I thought I, I jumped in my truck, I took, and I made the mistake of taking the snow brush out a few days ago. Oh, God. And I thought, oh, we're done. It's got to be done. And I thought I would just be able to hit it, and it would wipe the snow off. It was just like... <laughs> Oh, it's ice. I gotta well, go go back in the garage, find the scraper. Da da da. Yeah. Well, did you did you have you switched to your summer usual summer attire and are wearing shorts? Well, I I don't have shorts, but I do have my Birkenstocks on today. I oh. just I said that's it. I uh, uh-huh. I actually switched out of them this week because it was so cold, my toes were freezing. <laughs> but today I I did the Birks and, uh, and yeah, normally hey I should have had the had my shorts, but I. I don't know what it is. I'm getting. It must be getting old. Oh dear. I know. Oh dear. I'm trying. To, I'm trying to work against it. Saying, "Hey, if I get wear pants, it'll be too hot for me." I'm hoping, but <laughs> it's not working right now. But you know, it. it, it in reality, is like May eighth. It's still pretty early. Like, it is. I. I really. You know, I can recall some worse days than this at this early stage yeah, in the month. Yeah, May fifth. It. It's. Uh, I think I said May eighth. May fifth <laughs> is nice and cold. Like it's still cool though, right? Like oh, it's, it is. 
so right now, and we typically say it's not really safe to plant for till the May long weekend anyways. Well, yeah, and even then, there's certain tenders that we don't even recommend until Absolutely. June 1st. Absolutely, yeah, your begonias and Yeah, and, and your fuchsias. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, so how was the first day of the of the garden show down at the new venue? It was good. It was a lot of people that wanted to just see green and yeah. wanted to come <laughs> and talk about gardens. Yeah. And we had a good first day. In fact, um, Joanna, Joanna, and I and Winston did the question and answer at the ten about ten thirty yesterday. Yeah. Good crowd. Lots of really good questions, and it was really fun. We had awesome. some good laughs. I learned about where how Joanne came into the garden world and <laughs> yeah, yeah, Joanna, yeah, she's there from down in Michigan. Yes. Yeah. And no. she said that her grandma got her in it, and she was that. And I, and I laughed at Winston because his grandma had him pushed into it, and he had to learn to use a hoe at an early age. So. No, but that's a lot of us um, did pick it up. I know my mom and dad were big gardeners, and we had a huge garden. Yes. And, and that's sort of where I got mine. But I remember, and I still remember doing the, my first little landscape project. I think I was 12 or 13 in the front house. My brother and I, we planted a couple of leaf willows, things like that. I remember cutting out the beds and things like that. And it just sort of, it's weird how you have it in your head in a certain, a certain way, right? And That's right. It's in, it, and it becomes a bit about like, almost like it's in your DNA because my grandfather pushed me and not pushed, but I hung out with him so much and my mom that we just sort of, it just became part of what I did every day virtually. Yeah, no, totally enjoyed it. And then I remember, uh, for the first apartment when we moved out, there was three or four of us that we worked at Sunnyside, and uh, we had a uh, our landlord was Volkmar Smith, and uh, <laughs> he he lived in Barsie, but we had the we had the half a duplex down but and we fixed it all up. He thought, oh God, what am I getting into renting to these three young guys? And and all of a sudden he showed up one day. We had moved the sidewalk, we landscaped, we had flowers everywhere, and it was it was great because we go well. All the girls like flowers, so let's make our place look really good. So was... <laughs> I can somehow I can see the logic behind that for you, Merle. <laughs> so it all worked out really good. So, anyway, that was uh, we had a lot of fun, and the landlord was very happy because he showed up and and his place looked better than ever because we fixed it all up real nice. And uh, he's got God, these young guys are pretty good. Well, so. you're better than I. My very first plant was a house plant. And it was a peperomia, and I named it Gloria. And oh. Gloria lived with me for many years. Oh, nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. So what else is uh, down at the show? I guess they, they had classes, but they had some vendors. and We things. had some vendors there. There were a lot of the small independent garden centers. I, you know, I yep. I was excited to see Garden Sense and, yep. and uh, uh, Mike Dorian from Living Soil and oh gosh lots of talking going on oh, eh? a lot of visiting and talking awesome. and just seeing so, the folks from old college were there we just had it was just a fun way and to just ken, sort of, ken fry was down ken fry's there this morning okay so yeah if you guys if anybody wants a good chat about bugs and things like that go see ken he's uh that's right he's phenomenal yeah and kate murphy's there at ten thirty, and she's going to talk about mason bees and oh nice and diane dalkin from reader rock Do you have a bit more to say because if you do i'll put you on hold i have a few more things okay to i'm say. gonna put you on hold then we'll come back after the break i'm all up right. against the news here all right okay all right i'm gonna take a quick break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to go back and finish my chat with Kath Smythe from the Calgary Hort Society. Welcome back, Kath. Thank you. <laughs> no worries. No, I always got to get the commercials in. So, so yeah, but there's a bunch of stuff going on down there today that yeah, people should know. Yeah, there's the demo stage with today they're going to do container basics, and then there's homemade containers from the Rock and Alpine Society, oh, nice. which is Rob Staniland. I always they, like those when they core out the holes yeah. in the rocks and things like that, that two for rock and things like that. I think it'll be really interesting. And Matt Davis from Adair Tree Care is going to do a question and answer awesome. on trees. And we've got a few other little workshops going on. There's planting a bee garden this morning with the gang from uh, the uh, Bloomfield Garden Center. So it should be very interesting. Oh, and we're doing photography with flower, photography of flowers with a smartphone. And you know what? You can take phenomenal pictures with your iPhone. You sure can. And the biggest tip I've heard from most when I ever I meet somebody in the social media or the photography industry, turn your, you're supposed to turn your phone sideways and yes. it increases the pixels and stuff. That's the biggest tip I've heard and people say it'll make a big difference when you do your photos. And turn your nephew, phone sideways. And my camera guy, yep. the cameraman, t- says to take and point it first at the floor to get the light. Yeah. And then swing it up and take pictures, and it really helps. I don't get half the glare I used to. Absolutely, and it's amazing when you get a little close; it can focus right in, and you get super shots with your with your phone. So I know I, I take a lot of pictures of my dog. So <laughs> <laughs> nice, mind you. Lately, I've been taking pictures of flowers since I've been reading about all this taking pictures with your phone. So. Absolutely, and uh, so what time is the show on today? It's on till five o'clock. It's open now. Okay. And there's all sorts of things going on and activity. And it's just fun to see the members and a lot of the people that I haven't seen for ages. I I was really excited to run into John and Audrey Burroughs because Audrey has that amazing garden over in Woodbine, and it was fun to see her. Nice. And, uh, and just a reminder, it is at the Max Bell Center. Max Bell, yes. Yeah, not, don't go out to Spruce Meadows or... It's an interesting venue. I've yeah. never I've never done a talk in a hockey arena before. <laughs> because the the talk I did yesterday was right beside the ice in the other arena. Well, you probably have in the corral, like the other garden oh, show. Well, we that's to... true, but they don't leave the ice on it. Yeah, <laughs> you weren't on the ice, were you? No, we were just above it, but. I was I was about ready to offer them all lap blankets, oh, but nice. it was still a fun place to talk, and we had some good questions. So. Awesome. Well, thanks a lot, Kath. Thank you. And that's Cass Smythe, and uh, check out the, the Calgary Hort Show down at the Max Bell Centre today. Thank you. See you, Kath. All right, yeah, check that out. Should be good. Lots of things going on. And I got to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Diane. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. How can I we help you? I have an apple tree, okay. and it has a small, small little worm. So, like, you won't see it in any of the apple fruits. Yeah. But it causes this little tracking. Uh, through the flesh of the apples, and then it also causes the apples to prematurely fall. Yeah, I took hundreds of pounds of apples to the dump last year because they fell way before they were ready to eat. So I'm ready this year with the uh, Pure Spray Green product. Yep. But I want to confirm when that should be applied. Um, you can start doing it just before it starts leafing out. But one thing I'd mainly do is do a really good 
clean up below your apple tree. Yeah. And make sure all the leaves and everything were cleaned up from last year. And then you can even just do a soil drench um, early on. Like just when the, when you start seeing that apple tree budding out, like yeah. this, when the buds really start pushing. So probably next week, give the tree a, a spray down and, and spray the trunk. And then just give the ground around it a good spray as well. Okay. And then that'll help because a lot of them are just crawling up through there. How high up on the trunk should I spray? I would spray the whole thing oh. as much as you can. Oh, okay. Yep, it sort of works like a dormant oil that way. But the nice thing is with this, you don't have to you don't have to rinse it off. Okay, okay. So, all right. And one other question yeah, I have. Of course. Um, cedar bushes, when yep. should they be trimmed? Um, they can almost be trimmed any time, but it is nice to wait like are they pretty thick and really good shape? Yes, they're very healthy. Okay, just wait till the new growth starts coming out. Are you just trying to keep them narrow? Or? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so even just a bit before, if you like where they're at right now, you can just trim them up right now a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. And where we're at for time. Actually, I'm going to do a couple. Um, I'm going to do a few texts, and then when I get back, and hit the phone lines. It's, when is a good time to fertilize raspberries, and when? Right now, for any of your fruit bearing, like trees, things like that, raspberries, um, apple trees, 15, 30, 15. And I would give everything, after this snow we've had, give everything a good little watering, and then I would start my fertilizer program now. Um, get the 15, 30, 15 into it. That'll help produce a lot more blooms, and with hence, we'll get you more more fruit and you can continue this every two to three weeks up until mid-july end of july and then i'd stop fertilizing from there but if you give them a shot every couple weeks two to three weeks from now till mid-july you should have a, a great crop and that should make a big difference and then i got a, a text that says my my peppers and tomatoes are getting brown leaves on the tomato it just looks like it's just the bottom just the old leaves and these, they're ready to be transplanted. When I look at your pepper plants, you still have them in a two and a half inch pot. Um, so I would definitely, it's time to just transplant those. And the tomato plant, it's starting to grow. So it, it'll defoliate its older leaves quite quickly. So you can bury the tomato plant about halfway up on this one and uh, and time to transplant. That was, is what I would do. Because the, when they're growing, they're in their growth cycle right now. So... They'll tend to defoliate some of their older foliage as they go. And I got a gorgeous picture from Dean. Hi, Merrill. An update on my orchid, keeping my spirits up. And he's from Urban Growing. Wow. And that's what I texted back to him. Just gorgeous, gorgeous orchid, probably 25, 30 buds on it. Blooms. Looks phenomenal. But I love when he has it outside the window. And then you see the snow. It looks like a picture in January, unfortunately. And one quick other thing I'm going to mention Great source for gardening books is the Calgary Reads Used Book Sale next weekend. Last year, there were nearly 1,000 garden books donated to the sale. So check out Calgary Reads website for information. This is a great event, and all money goes to the nonprofit literacy organization. I think that's a great one, Like, and you'll probably be able to find lots of good local gardening books like they said over a thousand garden books um donated so it's always great to recycle and reuse so and that is at the calgary reads website so check that out right now i'm going to take a break you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr
<laughs> nice. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. And we are going to talk some gardening for sure. Right now, we're going to go to Marie. Good morning, Marie. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good, thanks. How about you? Very good. Good. Now, last um, at the end of the summer, last fall or summer, I called about my lawn, and yep. you suggested it might be cinch bugs. Yeah. So I scraped away the the dead thatch. Yeah. Put soil down, seeded, and it just sat there. And now that we're into the spring, yeah. it, it's exactly the same. Nothing's happening, and it's about a 20-foot length strip. Should I dig that up and put sod down? That's something you can definitely do. We just haven't had any heat units yet either to really get things going. Like, is the rest of your grass really green already, or is it? Well, I've used your fertilizer, yeah. and where it's green, it's really green, and where it isn't, it's yellow. Yeah, because I know in some of mine, like parts of my yard are just starting. It just, there hasn't been a lot. Have you started on your irrigation at all and started watering? Um, or or sprinkler? or I, I have, yeah. Okay. No, then you should start seeing something. I would, like when you go down in there, is there any green like down low? Under the soil? Yeah, like no, just right on the top. Like do you see any no, green? No, Okay, it, it might be too far gone. So you might want to have that cut out and replace it with sod. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And one quick question. When should I remove the mulch from my plants? <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If they, if they get fried, they're going to blame me. No. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, we should be good. Like most of your perennials and stuff, you should be able to do it after this week. It looks pretty promising after Wednesday. Okay. So I would start pulling them out, get them climatized. Once you start seeing the green poking through, I know the perennials in my yard, same thing. Like come some of the apple trees in the neighborhood are going quite heavy but a lot of the perennials there's nothing yet like it's just it's still cold in the soil right so mm -hmm. it's it's just taking a bit so i wouldn't rush it too much okay. but you should be able to go this week okay thanks so much you're very welcome Bye -bye. thanks yeah that's always the million dollar question in the in the garden when can i start and uh it's uh it is it is hard and uh and but this time it's just again I, I I always say it's okay to be procrastination at this time a little bit it's more getting ready planning rejuvenating your soil amending your soil I've seen lots of people in the store getting the cocoa moss um grabbing the groundskeeper's pride um getting soil for their planters things like that so lots of things you can still do but just uh be patient with the plants. This coming week, we, I know I'm filling right up. Um, so after this weekend and the week after, we looks it definitely looks a little bit more promising. But you still got to be very careful with some. There is some tender things that I definitely wouldn't touch yet. And right now, I'm going to go to the phone line. I'm going to chat with Karen. Good morning, Karen. Good morning. How can we help um, you? Question for you. We're yep. working on a raised flower bed in okay. our backyard. Um, which we've been working on since last fall, but the snow keeps coming. Yeah. Um, so we're almost there, and we're just wondering. We are going to uh, fill it with soil, obviously, and then we want to top dress the grass around it. Can we use the same soil, or should we be using something different? Um, what are you going to put in your like? What are you going to grow in the raised flower bed? Like, 
Right, um, right now we've got uh, some perennials that are growing back there. We had started it kind of small initially yep. a year ago, um, and then we're going to just do ad- mostly annuals. Okay, because that really depends on the type of soil I would put in it as well. Like yeah. if, if I was just doing strictly annuals, I would do more of a soilless mix. I'd do my base with uh, like a good garden mix, like the big yellow bag or oh, things okay. like that. And okay. you know what? I'm going to help mm-hmm. you out. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to help you out. I'm going to let you, I'm going to give you a big yellow bag. And uh, congratulations. What? Really? <laughs> yep, you have won a big yellow bag directly to your home from Eagle Lake Professional Landscaping. Oh, Merle, that's awesome. So oh my that's, God. <laughs> that's going to fill, that's going to help fill that up. And it'll get your base and it's great for top dressing. But the top third, I'd maybe go, if you're doing more annuals, fill the top with a, uh, all-purpose, like a good, just a, like an all-purpose potting soil, because it just it's a little bit lighter for your flowers and things like that. So, okay, should we put um, anything else on top once we've planted them, or just no? The, the that's good. This one, yeah, good that, go? yeah, you're perfect. And like I said, the the big yellow bag stuff is great for top dressing, or if you're doing in your garden beds, things like that, like for your all your shrubs and perennials, things like that. The big yellow bags, the same. We have it in our bulk bins as well. It's really good stuff. Um, but okay. just sometimes in the raised beds, I like to just add a little bit more of a soilless mix for some of your flowers. Hmm. If you're just doing strictly annuals, it's just a little easier to work in, and it lets them breathe a little bit more, and you get a little bit more growth on them. So, oh, that's awesome! Now we need All right. snow to go away. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so that should, uh, and then whatever's left, you have lot. You should have enough there to maybe top dress some of the grass as well. So you're good to go. So I'm going to put you on hold, Karen. Okay. And Thank again, you. congratulations. You have won a Thank big you. yellow bag that are delivered oh directly Enjoy to your, your home. show every week. Thank you. <laughs> on hold here. Thanks, Karen. Bye-bye. Thanks. All right. And I'm going to take a quick break. We are at 9.50 already. Time is flying. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And uh, I don't know if you remember, you remember the, the, one of the first chefs on TV. He's playing on the TV, that, that Emerald Lagasse. He's on there. He's making some good food. I'm getting hungry, though. It, uh, he used to be the guy that goes, bam, or whatever, I think. But uh, I haven't seen him on TV for a while. He's doing an infomercial. Anyways, we're going to go back to gardening. I'm going to quit talking about that because uh, I don't need to eat lasagna at uh, 10.50 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Let's go to Darlene. Good morning, Darlene. Good morning, Merle. How can we help you? Uh, or I help you. Bruce <laughs> it up, planted uh, quickfire and a mountain ash about last July yeah. in our year. And, and I'm just wondering with a quickfire now, because I have the dried blooms on top. Yeah, yeah. So how do I uh, trim this? Okay, just leave it until you just start seeing. You'll start seeing green growth coming out there a little bit later than a lot of the other shrubs. So just be a little bit patient. Actually, I already have some. Okay, perfect. So just above that, you'll see where there's nothing. That's where you trim them off. So just trim just above the green. Okay. And then it'll it'll send out uh, all new growth like that, and that would be perfect. Perfect. Okay. Then the the other question is uh, fertilizing. Yeah. like I used uh, Rage Plus on both the Mountain Ash and the Quickfire last summer. What about now? Um, you can definitely, I would give them a good watering first, and then you can hit them with Rage Plus as well. And either that or you could also use the 153015 is good for both those trees as well. 
Okay, which relates to another question. Yep. Um, so is Rage Plus, can I use that as a general fertilizer or more of a booster? More of a booster. It, it does work as a general fertilizer as well, but I find it, it's more of really getting the, I like using it earlier in the year, um, get the roots nice and healthy or if something's struggling a little bit, it makes plants do what they should do. So, it, But sometimes if you have one where you just want to get a bit more blooms, things like that, I like to switch to the 15, 30, 15, or the 301010 for my evergreens because there's certain needs that some of the plants need a little bit more of. And that's why we've really, I've just hit some of the older, like the, the tried and true fertilizer, like the 153015. It's good for blooms, fruit trees, things like that. Okay. And, and my forsythia nine bark. Yep. All those, you can do all that with with the uh, 15 30 15 as well um but you can definitely hit them early on here with the with the rage plus okay yep the nine barks are great do you have the purple one or the yellow it's the purple oh nice Persithia, of course is yellow but is yeah. it is it blooming now yes it is aren't they yeah. gorgeous yes lovely <laughs> yeah no i always love those especially even now on a on a on a snowy day you see your forsythia uh, blooming uh, gorgeous now one more quick question sure my family in Scarborough have a, a brick house that's covered with, um, I think it's Virginia creeper, which, you know, gets aphids. Yep. And I bought them some pure spray, uh, spray green yep. from you. Yep. When should they apply that? You want to start um, doing that sort of mid-June to 1st of July, sort of when we start getting our heat of our summer while the leaves are still looking good. And then I would sort of just give it a spray once a week. Okay. And and go from there. And they they respond really well to the Rage Plus as well. I know I had a project um, a few years ago. We were doing one out in Heritage Point where the guy had built a life-size dragon out of metal. And then we had the whole thing covered with Virginia Creeper as the skin of the dragon. Right. It was unbelievable. It was life-size. And then he built this thing that held a whole bunch of... Uh, baskets, and we put red trailing red wave petunias, sort of the fire breathing dragon, come out of his mouth. Oh, it was great. phenomenal. It was uh, it was such a fun project. I loved going out there and uh, and doing that with them. So, but we did we hit it all the time with the pure spray green and uh, rage plus, and that worked great. So when you say once a week, is that for the rest of the summer then? Uh, until you get sort of when they're all hatching, going through that stage. So it's sort of from. The last week in June to the first two or three weeks in July. So it's sort of for three or four weeks in a row, um, maybe a bit longer. Depends on when you start seeing them. You just have to get them through that cycle because once they get in there, they just make a mess, right? Right. So, yes. okay. so you just got to get it in. So if you do it four weeks in a row, that usually is enough to keep them and keep Perfect. everything looking good. They'll be happy with that. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes. And that, and unfortunately, uh, and I'm wondering how how much of a problem we're going to have this year with some of these bugs. I know we've had a really cold winter, and I'm hoping that that might be of taking care of some of those things, like the weevils and the birch leaf miner, and hopefully out the pine bark beetle out in the in the mountain parks and things like that. Hopefully we have some of these things at bay, and hopefully the cold weather we receive some good news from the cold weather that we endured over our winter. But right now I got to take a break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening, and we are going to go down to Mary in High River. 
<laughs> you even get your own intro now, Mary. <laughs> I'm just getting up the nerve after 11 o'clock to shovel. <laughs> Did you like the song Brian played for you? Here comes Mary. Here comes Mary. Mary. Hey, how anyway, are you? I want to tell you <laughs> nice. that I'm mad about the, the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, what happened there? They said I well, didn't see. I heard he. Well, they... it was mean. It was mean and lean. She ran. He ran into the other one. Oh, really? So, Boy, those millionaires are mad down there, I'll tell you. So was it a legitimate uh, disqualification? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah oh, definitely. Really? Definitely. He come in from behind and bumped him. Yeah. I was yeah, too busy working all day yesterday. I, I didn't get a chance to watch well, it. Well, I just saw the rerun oh, here, okay. uh, the other night, last night. Yeah, it definitely was a, it was a foul. Yeah. But they'll do that. Yeah, no, lots of and money. See if at, they can get away with yeah, it. There's a lot of money at stake there, and oh, uh, oh, and oh. then afterwards for all the breeding rights and all the other stuff that comes after yeah. as well. So. Oh yeah, that's for sure. Questioni. Yes, yes, Mary. What's up? My apple flowering, little fl beautiful little flowering apple tree yep. has got these sprouties on the sides of. You know, and, and it looks kind of out of balance. Can I uh, do a little trimming? Or you, you can, I would wait a little bit, though. Let okay. it come out a bit more and just make sure everything's... Yeah, because it was starting, just yeah. starting to bud. Let it come up a little bit and then, then do some evening up. Because it looks really nice, you know. Yeah, even covered it, with four or five inches of snow, it's beautiful. Yeah, I know the apple trees are always the first ones to come out. So yeah, well, but you know, down in this area, we get a lot of wind. You yeah. know, but I water a lot too. So Mary, yeah. yeah, just I would just let it grow a little bit, let it send out a bit of growth, and then just even it up there when it, because then you can see the structure a little bit better. Yeah, and then I'm going to go out and build a snowman, and I'll say, <laughs> get somebody to send you a picture because yeah. I'm no good at that stuff. Yeah. But anyway, I w just a hint for the ladies that says all the aphids yeah. from on Scarborough there. Yeah. Okay, use your pierce gray green, green. Yeah. but when if they get ahead of you and you don't get at it, uh, you know, Use that first, yep. but it, they'll be coming out of the ground. So what I do is I take a yellow bag yep. and put Mazzola oil on it, pin, pin it against <laughs> the house. They go to that because they like that, yep. and before they can, before they get the kill yep. from the yeah, they get caught in the oil. Yeah, I've tried that uh, uh, with this rose bush that I have by the house. Yeah, yeah, because sometimes. Well, if you don't put the pier spray on all the time, and then maybe it rains or something. But I found that that first hatch, you know. Yeah, you can even get the get tangle them. foot paste, and you can put it on so some yellow paper or even that craft paper or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I just put Mazzola oil on it yep. and just tack it to the house. And, and they go there first and then get at it with the old pure spray, 
temperatures spreading green. green. But it's just, it's so nice. If you can get them at bay early on in the season, yeah. and then you don't get the bad effects of yeah. the of those aphids and the leaf hoppers. Yeah, it drives you crazy. Because, they're in your nose. They're in your yeah, because your the, air. They're everywhere. The Virginia creeper can look so nice in your hops and things like that. I love if, it. If you can get it past that point, it just, if they do get infested with that, with the leaf hopper and that, yeah. they just look so ratty after that. It's yeah. hard to bring them back. Yeah, so. they, but, but you know, they're nice. Absolutely. Yeah, they remind me of England. Absolutely. When I was only there once 25 years ago, I think I forgot. I had to find the house with the vine on it uh, before it got lost. You know... <laughs> And there's some there's some great vines. I I stay a lot of times at the Sylvia. If I, when I'm in Vancouver, I go to uh, visit our growers and some of the stuff. But I like staying at that really old hotel. And where it's, where do you go to Abbotsford? Well, I do. I go to everybody. I like to stay downtown Vancouver once in a oh, while. Oh, do you? Yeah. But I stay oh, at the okay. Sylvia. It's a dollar seventy for a liter of gas. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's 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 amazing. Like it's. But you know what? Look at how well the carbon tax is working already. Look at it's snowing. Like they've cooled it off. Like the Trudeau's a genius. Like it's working. Look at it. Like oh, you hey? be quiet. <laughs> I'm gonna kill you. Hey, look how good it's working already. I'm glad you don't hey? live there. Yeah. No, we'll but shut, I mean, we'll shut him off too. You know, but, well, we better yeah. be careful. But the carbon tax is working. It's cold. On your garden. <laughs> oh, they're we're all gardeners. So. <laughs> all right. Goodbye. Bye, bye, Mary. <laughs> bye, bye. I, yeah, I don't like to go or uh, uh, politics too often, but I was just thinking, man, the the carbon tax is working already. Look how cold it is. So, anyways, let's go to Marilyn. Good morning, Marilyn. Good morning. How can we help you? I uh, planted two rows of uh, cedar trees in my yard. Okay. Um, and this past year, they st- the tops have started to droop over, and then, of course, with all our heavy snows, it's really weighted them down yep is is there some solution to that or what can i do to have them start growing upright again well one thing you're lucky if you got not much good growth um but you can just i would just use a hedge trimmer and just trim off the top just take the top six eight inches off and then that'll help thicken it up if it's just that really soft green foliage it's it's quite easy to prune back now there is a couple that have looks like it's got some main stems that are bent over same thing you can even it up. How how big are they? Like just sort of the thickness of your of your pinky finger or something like that, or yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, you'll Maybe be fa- just a little bigger. Yeah, that I wouldn't go much bigger than that, but you should be able to prune those back. Because if it's flopping over, you're just better to thicken it up. So okay. just just give it a just trim it back with a head trimmer, and then you'll be fine. Okay, great. All right. All right. Appreciate your help. Thank you're you. You're so very much. welcome. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye bye. All right. And if you'd like to join me, phone lines are wide open. 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. Just want to do a little shout out to all our listeners in Regina. I know I've got lots of people asking about our Green It Up fertilizer. So Karen from Dutch Growers, um, she got in touch with me. We're going to ship her a pallet of the fertilizer down there for her. And uh, so all our listeners down in Regina will be able to get our um, green it up fertilizer at uh, the Dutch growers. And they're at a great little place. Um, I know she's working on uh, on expanding in the next couple of years, so you'll be able to see that. But what a, what a great uh, establishment she has down there. So 
Um, go visit her. She should have that within the next couple of weeks because I know I've even had uh, a Darren who listens. He sent me a, an email yesterday. He's a transplanted Calgarian into into Regina. And uh, so I will be getting the, the Green It Up fertilizer into Saskatchewan for you folks. So, And uh, hopefully that all works out. But right now, I still got a bit of time. I'm going to go to the phone lines. And where am I at? Rose and Tabor. Good morning, Rose. Good morning. How are you? I'm, I'm good. Uh, you know, I was just going to ask you about slugs. My yes. daughter has a problem with slugs. Okay. Uh, and she had these flower containers under her aspens on bark. And apparently the slugs, then they come up from there and in the shade up into these uh, containers and eating the plants. Yes. What? Well, how can she get rid of these slugs? Well, typically, she's probably keeping it too wet. Like, if they're coming up on the trees, it's got to be really, really too wet. Too wet. Yep. So she needs to adjust her watering patterns. Right. And and then the, that should definitely help. Just, and that's the only... Uh, and, that's uh, usually, if, you, if you're not watering too much, you typically won't get... And then do a good cleanup, too. Like, if you're leaving lots of debris... Yeah, well, she has all this uh, mulch, uh, uh, you know, these... Uh, um, Wood chips under her trees, a bit of it. Yeah. So, again, when you, whenever you're using mulch, you always got to be careful of watering because it's going to hold a lot of moisture. Oh. So you just have to water less. So that's the idea of using mulch because it conserves water so you can water a lot less as well. well. Right. So she just needs to cut back on the water. And right. that should you should, should see a difference. And just do a good cleanup, like clean all the leaves and the organic material off of her bark chips. And so then, you, are, are you saying that she should get rid of that no, bark? No, no, the bark yeah. will be fine. It just needs to dry out and things like that. Right. She's got to slow down on the watering. Cut down on the watering. Absolutely. Clean up the leaves yeah, and stuff, and, and, and then, then she, it should help. Yeah, in early spring, she could do a, a slug bait out there. Like, we have those slug traps and things like uh, that. You have slug traps? Yep. She can set those up down at the base of the tree. And yeah, then that would go be in there. good. Slug traps. Yep. Okay, I'll mention that. And there's nothing else. No, that's it. It's really a fairly simple solution, typically. Yeah. It, it's just too much water. Too much water. Yep. Okay. Alrighty. I'll, I'll, I'll tell her that. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much, Merle. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, th- I love your show. Thank you. I love doing it. Yeah. Bye-bye. Awesome. Bye-bye. All right. And we're going to go to Kim. Good morning, hey, Kim. Good morning. How are you? <laughs> good. How you doing? Merry Christmas. You know, all that fun stuff. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It's like our weather, you blink your eyes and it changes just like that. Yeah. So already I was covered with snow out in the pasture and it's green and yeah, it's all melted in. So it's all you got to look on the positive side. It's all good. Things will grow better with moisture. Absolutely. Sure. No, a little bit of moisture and it just puts us into reality looking outside. We don't get too carried away. So we all were like, okay, we are in Calgary because we got yeah. kind of that nice weather two or three weeks ago. It was plus 20. So yeah. so <laughs> now, okay, it, we are in Calgary. Just... Well, so you're telling me I should put my bathing suit away for a little bit longer. <laughs> No, unless you're going into the hot tub, then you're okay. No, I wish. Um, Hey, I have a question. It's been a while since I've worked in the garden center. And back in the day, everybody, you know, wants to be green like BC and cedar, cedar, cedars. And I remember once upon a time, we used to recommend the Brandon cedars and the emerald cedars. Those were the two go-to cedars that would survive our climate. Is that the same today? It, It pretty much is. And also the technia. 
cedar is a, is another yeah, hardy that's one. A new breed. <laughs> well, it's around. It's been around a little bit long too, but it's it's not quite as tight as the Brandon or the Emerald. It's okay. a little bit more wonkier. And uh, but it, it, the biggest thing with the cedars is is watering them in well and and watering them in well in the fall, and then yeah. also using the wilt proof definitely helps. It's that lip balm for plants. So give them a spray in September, October, and then sort of every couple months, give it a spray of the wilt proof. It definitely helps um, to seal in the moisture. Okay, since we're on the topic of evergreens, um, low-lying, I, I don't like uh, junipers, like spraying junipers that are pokey, like you feel like yeah. you're being pricked by a porcupine. So I know Calgary carpet is is the next thing, best thing since sliced bread. So I have a question. Um, I've got two, I don't know what variety they are, two low-lying junipers in one of the beds in the back, and I'm thinking I want to do some redesigning. So if I, thinking now, um, if I dig down deep and put them in a solution of root hormone stimulator for maybe a day, maybe I might have good luck in transplanting them from yeah. one location to another? Right now is a good time to do it before the new growth comes out. I wouldn't wait okay. too much longer. The next couple of weeks is the best time. Okay. Um, and another really good one is the Blue Tam is a great juniper. The Blue Star Juniper is another good one. If you're just looking for sometimes the Calgary carpet, I like it, but it gets so big, right? Yeah, that's true. That's um, true. So the Blue Tam is a really good one, and the Blue Star is another really good one. And the, some okay. of the dwarf mugo pines and that are great. Yeah, yeah. If you okay. want to get a little bit of that green color. Yeah, all year round, for yeah, sure. absolutely. Okay. Excellent. Thank right. you so much. And again, we we love your show. This is my this is my version of the soap. To <laughs> I have all my characters. Hey, there you exactly. go. Awesome. Thank okay, you. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coons. And we are brought to you by Spruce It Up Garden Center, Calgary's full-service garden center. Spruce it up, green it up, prune it up. We got you covered. And right now I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to chat with Terry. Good morning, Terry. Hello. Hey, how can I help you? Well, uh, I've been looking to plant some, uh, like, beer hops in front of my house yep. or around it. Yep. And... Uh, I'm just wondering how a guy should start this out. Well, uh, around your house, you want to just get, they do like a a nice soil. So you just want to maybe rejuvenate your soil. You might want to get some sea soil, mix that into your existing soil, and just prepare the bed nice. So that way, and we do sell the brewer's hops. It's a series of hops that you we carry in the store, and they're they're called the brewer's hops, and there's different varieties that uh, are the best for making the beers. So, like, once these grow up, like, I mean, if some friends of mine have got them on their house, and every yep. year they tear them down, throw them away. Yep. That's how <laughs> uh, they are, because they don't grow on the same old wood. Like, Virginia Creeper, Ingleman Ivy, and that, they'll they'll grow on old wood. Hops and some of the vines like that grow on new wood only, so they die back to the bottom, um, to the base every year, like a clematis, on or some clematis. 
So they oh, so in the fall you just kind yep. of trim the heck out of yep. them, and uh, then they come back next year. And, Absolutely, uh, yep. No, they die back every spring or every fall, and then you just take them right down to the base, and then they grow fresh from the from the base every spring. They grow quite rapidly too. Very yeah. quick. Yeah, once they're rooted in, they go crazy. Awesome. They do like full yeah. sun. Um, the only thing, again, similar to what we were talking about with the Ingleman Ivy or the Virginia Creeper, they can get that leaf hopper. So the product they like to use is the Pure Spray Green for that. And then that just helps uh, keep them at bay. And that's sort of around the last week in June for the first two or three weeks into July is uh, give them a spray of the Pure Spray Green. So uh, if I was to plant them, like, say, right at the end of May, yep. the first part of June, that would be all right, eh? Absolutely, yep. No, they're fairly hardy, um, so typically, yeah, mid-May, end of May, get them in. They like a full sun spot. Um, make sure you keep them well hydrated for the first while, and uh, and throughout the summer, they'll just do that much better. Because when they start growing, you got to remember they have a lot of foliage, so they do take um, a fair bit of water, and they are heavy feeders, so... And so then you, a good okay. all-purpose 15-30-15 fertilizer. Okay. Um, and on those, I wouldn't hesitate to do it every once a week or, or every two weeks to fertilize. And a good climber for them, I guess, eh? Absolutely. Yep. Nice trellis, oh. um, uh, netting, something like that. They they attach pretty good to things, so they're good to go. Cool. Yep. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, and they're one that, like I said, they're good for covering up fences, things like that. They're 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 a great plant, so... All right. All right. One more thing. Sure. Uh, I, plant, I planted some Cotone Easter, Easter in my yard here last yep. year. Cotone Easter's, yep. Yeah. So, like, what should I be doing to boost them up a little bit? They had a pretty tough winter. Same thing. You just want to, at this time of year, give a, put a soaker hose out there, and then I would just give them a fertilizer, like the 15-30-15. Um, you can even just sprinkle a lawn fertilizer in there, put a few handfuls around each one. And put that just right into the soil. The biggest thing is when you establish new things is making sure they get that good weekly watering, that slow, deep watering. Get the water right. down into the root system. A lot of people, we always tend to water just on top. And that's uh-huh. never enough for newly planted trees. I don't know how many, like 99% of the trees that people bring back to any garden center, I almost guarantee, is just they didn't water enough. Like. Put the put the hose on it, slow deep watering, and for hedges, I like that leaky hose. You know the sweating hose. The yeah. drip. Yep. Put that along the base. Let it go for two or three hours once a week. That way, it's slow deep watering. You're not wasting the water. It's all going down at the root system, and you're good to go. Cool. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, and I'm gonna go to a few texts. And <laughs> I like this one. Put some greened up lawn fertilizer on my lawn two weeks ago. Holy crap, lawn is getting green fast. That's good to hear. And hopefully at this time of year. And <laughs> hey, here's a shout out to Brian, who's ever doing the intro music today is definitely on top of it. Good job. No, I love that too. And uh definitely love the, the here comes Mary. That was good. So uh shout out to Brian and uh he's producing for me today, doing a great job. And we have six raised containers in a shadier spot. I planted uh, with a variety of hostas. Every year we have a large percentage that die over the winter. Um, what it is, it's hard to grow um, perennials and plants in, in pots in Calgary. Part of it is is our Chinooks, and especially like last year when I went to bed really dry, is to make sure you water everything in really good. And I like to put bark mulch over top of the soil if you're trying to winter things in pots. 
if you can move the whole thing into a, a, a shady spot, and it sounds like you do have a shader, but the key is watering them in really well and then just cover with, with bark mulch, and that helps keep it frozen over the winter. And the bigger the container, the better luck you're going to have trying to winter perennials and things like that in pots because what kills them is it's our desiccations that really warm Chinooks. The things that we like in the wintertime is what also hurts our plants because it takes all the moisture out of them and there's just nothing there for them and and then slowly the roots and everything inside just desiccates but right now i gotta desiccate out of here too i gotta take a break for some commercials you're listening to let's talk gardening on 770 chqr Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs, and I'm going to go to... Actually, I got a couple of texts here, and someone had sent in... I don't think they put their name. But you have calanchios in a pot, and they asked if they could go outside. Absolutely. They do prefer a little bit of a warm location. Um, they're a succulent. Just deadhead as they bloom throughout the summer, but those should continue to bloom for you outside. Um, I, I would just put them into larger pots um, but absolutely, your calanchios will do quite well. And then I have a question for Merle, which is me. My peony bush has come up with about 10 to 12 shoots. I do not remember seeing this in the past. Should these be taken off, or is that normal growth for this time of year? It, it is a little bit um, aggressive, but that must be in a good location. And then as your peony gets older, you'll start seeing more and more. So I would just be happy with that. I would put my peony ring over top of it now, and then that way when it grows up into the peony ring, it'll help support it when it gets those gorgeous blooms on there. So... And and that would be uh, good to go. And right now I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Brian. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm good. Good, I good. I have about those quick fires. I think we got them last year. From yeah. You and we got a dozen of them. Yeah. Well, you know the critters I got out here. Yes, you have a few. Dogs have eaten them. I've only got six that still have some branches <laughs> on them, but the other six, like, I'm not kidding you, there might be a quarter inch above the ground. Yep. So they will come up right from the bottom again. Just do some clean cuts on there, Brian, just to straighten Because I actually had a few of those in my yard last year, and the rabbits got in there and just chewed them down. So I okay. just cut them right down to two or three inches, and then they just, they'll just come up from the bottom. Okay, yeah. Because they still have the root system. I literally only have about a quarter inch on. Yeah, so just just clean up the cuts if you can, like just where they're broken, and then just clean them up, and then it should just, I would hit them with with the fertilizer right now and some water, and they should just grow right from the bottom, Brian. Okay, well, I appreciate it, bro. Awesome. Thanks for calling, buddy. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, and where we're at, we're going to go to Gene. Good morning, Gene. Good morning, Merle. How are you? Oh, pretty darn good. Nice. How can I help you? Well, I started some asparagus from seed at the beginning of March. Okay. And it's about six inches tall now in the greenhouse. Okay. But now I need to know how to plant it in the garden. Um, I might just wait a little bit. Is It probably feels a little bit soft. Because, yeah. yeah, it's just because it hasn't been climatized. Typically, and you, it's going to take a bit. To get it going from the seed, right? You're going to be a little bit more patient. Like it even takes a little bit long when you go from root. Um, like when you do the bare root, it takes two or three years before you really start getting good asparagus harvest. Mm-hmm. So you're, it's going to take a little bit longer. Um, so really, just as soon as it, at end of May here, 
planted out into the area and you should be good to go. Like just plant, find a nice sunny location, plant it out at the same level you have and just let it do its thing, like grow and then it'll and then oh. winter it in and So don't don't put it in a trench. Um, no, because you you're, you're just going to do it at the same level because you already have a growing plant. It's it's sort of like it's in the trench already. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's different than starting a one right from like from the bare root. So when you do the bare root, then you're starting her down. Right. All but, right. But it's a seedling now, so yeah. And the ferns are about six to eight inches long. Okay. Yeah, the first year you just let it grow, do its thing. And then uh, next spring, you should, you might see a couple spears come up, which will be good. And uh, and then you harvest those when they first come up. And then, it'll, like I say, three or four years, you'll start getting. So I I, I would recommend planting a, quite a few plants if you're going to do asparagus. I've got about thirty. Yeah, perfect. Because otherwise, some people try to do four or five. It's just not enough. Like by the time you you get a uh, bundle of uh, asparagus, you're kind of hard pressed. So and how spacing? How far apart should be? six eight inches? Six to eight inches. Yep. And any kind of fertilizer or no? Uh, yeah, just I would use just like a fifteen thirty fifteen. Again, concentrate on the roots more so than the upper upper growth, and that's typically always with a lot of your veggies. Sure. All right. Okay, thanks so much. And that should that should be good. And, and there is nothing better than uh, when you get your, your first harvest of the asparagus. Always just tastes so good. Yeah. Well, the, these seeds are kind of interesting. They, we have them. I'm in rural um, northeast of Strathmore. Okay. And the plants have been growing in the ditch here for years and oh, really? years and years. Awesome. So I just harvested some seed last fall. Okay. From the ones in the ditch. Yeah. So does anybody ever harvest the spears out of the ditch? Um, I try and get out there, but I usually miss them. Yeah. I imagine that even that the the deer in that would know that. Uh, hey, there's some asparagus there's in there. Asparagus. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> they like that little buffet. Perfect. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thanks, Jean. Alrighty. Take bye-bye. care. Bye bye. All right, and I got a couple more texts, but if you'd like to join me, I do have a few spots on the on the phone line, 403-974-8255 or 1-800-563-7770. And actually, I got time for one more. I'll just take Myrna right now. Good morning, Myrna. Good morning, Merle. How are you today? Pretty good. I'm a little bit uh, nervous. <laughs> well, you're up in the north side of Calgary, so... Yes, and, uh, you know, I am such hard-headed, and I, I was <laughs> in aching to garden, so yep. after you said to cover them, when they got warm, I uncovered them again, my yep. perennials. Yep. And so now I didn't get a lot of warning, so they are just, uh, they have snow on top of them now, and I think they're going to be okay. <laughs> Yeah, but the nice thing is, like, the snow works. A lot of people worry about the snow. It's more the temperature that I worry about. Snow is actually a good thing because it kind of works. It works like an insulator. So, and then you're good to go. Yeah. The the last uh, douche of big snow last week, they were okay after it got melted. So, yep. I yeah, am snow's fine. They, they make it this time too. Yeah, so even like when we got the snow yesterday before it got cold, it works like a, a little mini igloo, so it actually protects it. It's okay. similar to what like orange farmers in Florida, and I'll do it in my tree lot. If all of a sudden we get a real cool night, I'll hit the sprinklers on um, just around midnight or, or two or three in the morning. 
just yeah. to get a little bit of a water coating on them, and then that'll freeze, and then that protects the foliage from freezing because it's more the water freezes rather than the foliage. So. Oh, okay. So that's what the snow does. So actually, yesterday's snow is great for protecting um, any of the foliage that has come up, if any of our perennials and things like that. It's covered a little bit of snow, and then when the temperature gets cool overnight, they're actually protected underneath there like a little mini igloo. So. Okay. Anyway, I yesterday I yes. went to the garden show, yes. I, and I couldn't resist. There, it's too of a good, too much of a good price. I purchased. Some uh, gladiola corms. Are they called corms or bulbs? Bulbs. Bulbs, okay. Um, And it's pretty good price. 50 cents a bulb. Can't resist. Absolutely. I used to love growing them. We don't grow them anymore as growers. It's too hard to transport. But I remember we used to plant hundreds of them, like when I was the grower at Sunnyside. And we used to yeah. grow them and then sell them like that. But they're just, it's so hard because we, we have other people that grow with us now. And it's just too hard to transport them because they, they just take too much room. And then they when they bounce around, the the bulbs just sort of fall out of the soil too much. So Yes, but they don't have any buds on top of the bulbs. No, yet. no, they don't. It takes, um, I have a few that already are like six inches tall. Like I have already had established some uh, plants because I planted them like four weeks ago. Yeah. But then these ones doesn't even have any bulbs yet. You think they'll still catch up? Absolutely. For the yeah, bulbs? I would plant them inside right now, put them into pots, put them into soil, put them in a nice warm spot, and then they should get going really well for you. Oh, it's still not too late. No, nope, but do them inside, Myrna. Okay. And then you'll be good to go. I All will. Right. Okay, thanks, Myrna. You're very welcome. Thanks, Myrna. Happy gardening and... All that fun stuff, let's hope. <laughs> All I right. hope. All right. Thanks. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. I've given you sunshine. I've given you Welcome dirt. back to You've Let's Talk Garden. We're hoping to get some of that sunshine and a little bit of dirt and a little bit of furt. I like that one. Good one, Brian. Nice, nice work. And we're going to go to the phone lines. We're going to chat with John. Good morning, John. Well, good morning. How are you doing, sir? Actually, pretty good considering. Yeah? Not bad for a young guy? Well, I was going to do that hike for hospice this morning and then drop in to see you, but... uh... Both of them are getting canceled. Sorry <laughs> about that. Yeah, no worries. I don't blame you. Stay inside. And I'd like to thank Mary for her kind words last week. Awesome. Yeah. So awesome. awesome, yes. Yes. And uh, you're feeling better? Yes, actually. Yep. I always tell the people I got good news and bad news. The good news is I got a pacemaker. The bad news, I'm going to be here another 10 years to haunt you. <laughs> yeah. I got that. I got that good, long-lasting battery in there, so I'm going to be here. Perfect. Love to hear that, John. Oh, and what's the sequence you have for doing your? Uh, I guess topsoil, topsoil lawn. Oh, to to rejuvenate the lawn, like sort of do your top dressing. That's the word. Yeah. Yep. So how I like to do it is give everything a good rake, remove the thatch. Then I like to put the fertilizer down, put the green up fertilizer at that point. And then I like to put the soil down 
and then top dress with the with the grass seed and then give it a final rake at that point because then it'll mix the soil and the seed in together and uh, and then water from there. And right now is such a good time to do that because when the grass starts growing from below, it'll just eat up that soil like crazy. Oh, okay, because I kind of thought maybe it was the... Fertilizer, seed, then topsoil. No, yeah, I like to have the soil down before the seed because then the, the, the grass seed has a little bit of uh, a bed to sit into. You know? Oh, good. Yeah. Yep, so rake, fert, soil, then seed, and then rake one more time. And lots of water. Absolutely. And then some and heat. <laughs> do you uh, ship uh, your green it up fertilizer? Um, we have, definitely. Uh, what would it cost for a bag to go out to Ottawa? <laughs> I'm not sure, but out there, they don't need the phosphorus in the soil as much, though, depending where they are. they prob- oh. Yeah, so they probably don't need it. Like, some of the soil out there, see, they're a little bit more near a lot more water and stuff like that, and there's more organic matter in their soil, so they probably don't need the phosphorus in there as much. Oh, okay. And there's lots of organic matter in the uh, river water. Yeah, absolutely. So they probably don't need the green it up as much out there. And that's the problem. That's sort of why I've developed it for our area and sort of Alberta, Saskatchewan, where we have lots of clay and we just don't have that organic matter, like from being near the ocean and things like that. Like in Vancouver, they don't need the phosphorus in their soil as as much because there's a lot of it naturally occurring in there. So, Oh, Okay. All right. So I think we're going to, we're probably good not, we probably don't need to send it out there for them. I think they're probably okay out there. Okay. And I'm using your uh, 301010 to see if I can bring my spruce tree back to life. Yeah. Again, just again, slow deep watering, John, and, yeah, and try and give it a really good hose down out of the center, like clean the needles out as much as you can. It's just, uh, and this that slow, deep watering. And this, we've, I've seen so many spruce trees just with this winter kill right now, too. It's just so dry. Okay, that's just that one, but okay. Appreciate awesome. it. Thanks, sir. Take Have care. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. And I'm going to take a quick break. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770 CHQR. Welcome back to Let's Talk Gardening. I'm Merle Coombs. And I'm going to go right to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Shirley. Good morning, Shirley. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. How about you? Good, good. Good. You kind of let the kind of got uh, lost your grip on the weather, though, didn't you? Yes, yeah. it's, it's not helping in the, the gardening season, but this oh, week it's back. Moisture. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Anyway, I, I received a lovely begonia, or not begonia, hydrangea for yep. Easter. And I have done everything it's said to do, and I've just about killed it. <laughs> Is it like a blue or a pink one? It was a. It was yeah, kind of a, a kind of a yes, kind of a reddy pinky, like yeah. not one of the light pink ones. It was a darker one. But and those still. are more the seasonal, like they they're almost like an annual. They bloom, they do their thing, and then they're done. They're not one that'll just continue to bloom over and over. Um, does it, so does those it continue to li- at least live like the leaves are not the really. Are they off? they kind of go into a, a dormant after that. They sort of they've been bred to bloom, and then a lot of times after they're done bloom, people cut them back and then let them regrow back up. But th- they're sort of done at that point. They're almost like those pot mums or some of the flowering plants I that you buy for your house. Yeah, yeah, I wondered about that. Yeah, they're just a different variety. They're not the ever blooming 
So I, I can just go and buy myself a, a Mother's Day one and. and uh, uh, are you go doing it? Are you doing any cleanup outside at all, or? Not right now. No. no. Are you going to be? I will, yes. All right. Could, could I help there? you out with a $100 gift card from 100 Got Junk? Oh, could you ever? Awesome. Oh, all that right. would be the best. Well, all right. Well, Wally. congratulations. You've well, won you. a $100 gift card towards services from 1-800-GOT-JUNK, oh. your full-service junk removal company that handles the tough stuff. Just Perfect. point, and your junk's going to disappear, Shirley. That would be just wonderful. All right. Well, I'm going to put you on hold. And uh, Brian will get your info, and then we'll get you that gift card to 1-800-GOD-JUNK. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. All right. I always love to try and... I, rather than do the phone lines, I always try to... I think guys figured me out a little bit. I try see whoever needs a bit of help here and there with some of the prizes that we're giving away. So today we did give away a big yellow bag from uh, Eagle Lake Landscape, and then we also just gave away a gift card from 1-800-GOT-JUNK. But right now I'm going to go to the phone lines, and we're going to go to Gord. Good morning, Gord. Yeah, good morning. How can I help you? Uh, I've got a couple of rain barrels, but they're kind of the opaque. I yeah. through the city. Well, I get a bunch of algae bloom in them. Yeah. And it's like I've got two hooked together, and I run that through a pump and out a hose. But it's bad, and now the so we have, up the pump. We have these, um, they're called Aquabac. Um, they're little, they look like the little pods that you'd use in your dishwasher or whatever. Uh -huh. And you throw them in the water. And what they were developed by a farmer and his son for dugouts on farms. And, uh -huh. and you see, so just put one of those in there and it'll really, it really does help. We use them for ponds and things like that. And then it's also safe. Like it's not like a chemical, like you're not using bleach or anything like that. So, okay, great. It's so... called Aquabac and it comes in a bag. You get 60 little bags inside the big bag. Mm -hmm. So just throw one in every couple of weeks and I think you should be fine. Okay. That's great. All righty. Okay, thanks a lot. You're very welcome. Thanks, Gord. Bye. Bye-bye. And great for ponds, things like that. And I just love it that it's, a, it's an Alberta solution. I believe they're a couple farmers that developed it, and it's something that uh, here, in, here in Alberta, our own homegrown solutions. I always love those. Let's go to Albert in Troshu. Good morning, Albert. Good morning. How are you doing this morning? Good, good. How can we help you? Good. Yeah, I just wondering, like, when you water uh, spruce trees... Do they suck the water in through the needles or not? Um, they do a little bit, but because they but they breathe through the needles too. So that's why this time of year, when we've had a really dry, but this moisture definitely helps. I always try to recommend if people, yeah. As I can. Yeah, get the dust out of them. Um, they yeah. do take a bit in from the foliage as well, but oh, yeah. uh, more the roots. Like do that slow, deep watering around the drip line of your spruce trees. Um, yeah. Definitely helps out. And another thing is uh, asparagus. I got I listened to the last woman on the on asparagus, but I got a question. It's it's like I got mine. It's like I got six plants and plus I got some old plants and that. Yeah. But it's I got asparagus. It's up about an inch high, about the size of my little finger. Yep. But it's it's been like that for two weeks. Yeah, well, it, it sort of senses. Yeah, well, no, it's probably just sense that it wasn't going to warm up that much. So it just sort of, hey, I'm not going to go too big yet. So um, hopefully when we get some heat units this week, that uh, spear will continue to grow up. And then let it get that six, eight inches and then just break it off. 
and uh, harvest it. Like I said, depending on how many spears you're getting. And, I got about eight or ten. Over oh, nice. There. Like yeah, so you'll have enough to go with your steak dinner or chicken or whatever you're having. Yeah. Awesome. All right. What about bleeding hearts? If they, like, I got it, it's about an inch and a half high or something. Yeah. Dormant, too, is it? That's that's normal. Yeah, that's normal for this time of year right now. So just just be patient, and Mother Nature kind of knows what it's doing. A lot of stuff is just poking up, but it also feels the cold, and that slows them right down as well. But it don't hurt the plant. No, still come up. Yeah, it'll still come up. Absolutely, you'd be totally fine. Just again after this week here, when it warms up a bit, start watering, give everything good fertilizer, and you should be good to go. Okay. Awesome. Thanks, Albert. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. And that's it. Shirley and Dolores, I will answer you off air if you want to hang on. And I'll try to go through as many texts. I did get a lot of texts today, and I'll try to answer what I can. And anyways, thanks for listening, and uh, happy gardening. I won't be here next week. Um, Joanna and Kath Smythe will be here. Um, I'm doing a little bit of traveling next weekend, so I'm going to be away. But uh, happy gardening to everybody, and thanks for listening to Let's Talk Gardening on 770. CHQR.